All right, welcome to the Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Uh, no bad luck here today, but I got Eric Viking, the owner of Pro Wrestling Explosion. Hey, Woo. what's going on, bud? Woo. Welcome to the podcast. All right, good to be so here. So it's man. the Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your music career that got you into pro wrestling? Well, uh, music, music translates to wrestling in a way um i started out how in, so well i would say that that both forms are live inter- live entertainment to start out so you can you can have music and wrestling as as you see with entrance music which is a key component to wrestling and and vice versa you can you can do what i've done and have live music with wrestling on stage or in the crowd interchangeable it's live live entertainment and i think that they mesh mesh really well so i started out in a band back in 2004 i would say what was the name of the band band is called flea the century and uh what were your uh influence what was it influences aha rush emerson lake and palmer um, i thought i was diverse <laughs> Yeah, a lot of a lot of progressive rock and a lot of um, you know Devo, of course, a lot of, uh, of synthwave bands and so forth. And uh, we started a band that sounded similar to that. We had no guitar; it was bass, keyboard, and drums. Flee the century, and uh, I, before I knew it, I'm in my I'm 20 years old and I'm touring around the country in this band. And uh, you know. As the band faded out over time, over five years, you know, they didn't want to be a band anymore. So that's what transitioned me into my second passion. Music was number one always from from the end of high school into my college years. When that died out, I moved right into what was your first concert? First concert. What what was it or where was it? I mean, this is same, it was it was at a question sort of. Well, it was uh, at a coffee shop, <laughs> on the floor of the coffee shop, and there were probably nine people there. Oh, this is you performing. Performing. Yeah, I was asking you as a fan, but we'll go both. I want both now. Oh, now, oh, go, my let's first... finish. Let's finish the coffee shop. <laughs> well, we played in a coffee shop to nine people. I knew all of them. They were just my friends, hmm. and um, it was. I um, wish I knew nine people. It, no, it's uh, I'm from uh, Washington State, so it was actually I'm from the West Coast. I moved here about ten years ago for wrestling, so I'm actually yeah I've tu- toured and I've lived in Seattle, Spokane, Los Angeles. So um, I'm a West Coast guy living on the East Coast now. I think that was the first concert but you attended. First concert I actually attended that I remember because I think my mom used to take me to concerts when we were living in maybe a Peter LA. Paul and Mary show when you were younger. <laughs> she liked Def Leppard. I wouldn't really? be surprised. That's sick. I wouldn't be surprised if she I'm took me to I'm gonna go see Def, Def Leppard for like the fifteenth time this summer. <laughs> yeah, Rock of Ages is still still a timeless song. I still listen to it. But I, I would say possibly that I remember I was 11 years old and I saw Bush with the sub-headlining band Goo Goo Dolls and then the opening band No Doubt. Wow. It was the 96, 1996 tour where the singer of Bush actually met 
you know, the singer of No Doubt. And then, of course, they got married and were with each other for, what, 10 years or so. So she married a country star or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what she's doing now. But, yeah, yeah. I was was there uh, probably 11 years old. You were there when the romance was hot. Yeah, I mean, it was No no Doubt. didn't even have any of their hits out yet. They were just, like, they were basically a a ska band that was on this tour. Their popular songs didn't come out until after that concert so. so the band breaks up and uh you want to get into pro wrestling i know i feel like they transition pretty well there's a lot of people i've met in wrestling that are in bands and a lot of people that are in bands that love wrestling like all my band friends at home that i still chat with you know every day they're major wrestling fans even more than i am and i i mean they're maybe the rock more, and wrestling connection uh-huh. baby maybe, maybe more like you and then i come here and i meet i i go you know when i first came here i've started to go to chikara shows and czw shows and i start to talk to the fans and stuff like that or start meeting people in my wrestling school ring of honor wrestling academy you start realizing these guys know a lot about music you know maybe as much as i do so wow you trained at the ring of honor wrestling academy tell me about that uh 2008 uh under delirious and daisy hayes oh wow daisy trained people like uh wrestlers like jenny rose and bone saw jesse brooks and uh a lot of others Delirious and, has been booking ring of honor for of a course. while so yeah he's the he's kind of the first person i met and <laughs> uh, walking into uh walking into a school not trying to be a wrestler but going to school to be a referee is what i first signed up for because I never wanted to. I'm the, I'm one of the few people that's ever gone to that school where my ambitions were commentary, uh, refereeing, announcing, or something other than physically wrestling in the ring. I wanted to try to be in wrestling, not a wrestler. Although I didn't get let off the hook. Delirious trained me for two two years, and uh, I had to take every every fall that everyone else did every clothesline every suplex every i was doing matches uh i did whatever i whatever i needed to do i'm fortunate enough where i've been able to call the matches and ring announce i have not had to take a bump i nor would i like want to uh too much uh those are tough guys i'm not a legit tough guy one one thing it did for me they they were all asking me they're like eric you're you know you're you're performing the same as the wrestlers here don't you want to be a wrestler? And I'm like, no, but you know what? Being a manager would be really yeah, fun. Sounds you know? a lot more comfortable to me. More, more, and it's not even about the physical act. I actually like It's about the physical act for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're a little more broken down body at this point, maybe. But uh, no, it for me. I just me, don't want to get hurt. I'm I, fragile. I, I just felt like it was good, good for my cardio. Like it kept my cardio up. Um, I was getting stronger. I was building muscle that I never thought. I would build, you know, just taking bump after bump after bump for three hours a day, your back starts to change. You start to notice your muscles change. And at that point, I kept telling him, no, I don't want to be a wrestler, but I'll keep wrestling if I have to. And I just kept going to the point where finally I was just like, okay, I don't need to practice wrestling anymore. Like, can I... Can I do something else? You know, now, what in, years are these? What years? We started in uh, October of 2008, and then I was on shows for Ring of Honor on their dark matches by the middle of 2009. So, so uh, we're we're seeing like Seth Rollins. Is he in the locker? Who's who's around at that time? It's the craziest locker room that you can ever imagine. Like it's everybody that's a WWE champ or has been now. 
and when they were in their prime. We're, yeah. we're talking when these guys are 25 years old, 26 years old. So I'm in the lo- I walk into the locker room in 2009. You know, I'm doing the dark matches as a manager, and um, you know, I'm not going to talk about who the character is, but. I'm I'm in this locker room and you're seeing Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Brian Danielson, Chris Hero, Delirious, um, there oh the Briscoe brothers. Um, it's a who's who of pro wrestling. Of pro wrestlers, it's, and there's more than just that. Everybody that I was in the locker room with has moved on to either AEW, WWE, and became champions and headlined WrestleMania even. So you're seeing these guys, though, when they're 25 years old, you think nothing of it at the time. I walk in, I'm like, uh, who's this Tyler Black guy, right? Because that was Seth Rollins' name before, Tyler Black. You know, just a young guy who wants to, young, talented guy that wants to get better. So you don't know, you don't know <laughs> ahead of time that you're going to be looking at people that are headlining WrestleMania. You just don't know. But when you're watching, but as you start to get more into it and, and you're seeing the storylines and some of the matches, you could kind of tell who's who's kind of stretching themselves from the pack. Yes. And it was funny is if you watch Ring of Honor shows from 2009, 2010, and 2011. Is Jim Cornette booking too at the time? He came in. Yeah. He came in in 2010, I believe. Yeah. But it was Adam It, it was Adam Pierce. Yeah. He, that was... I started right when Adam once again another he's running WWE uh, television shows right now. Weird, and I mean, there's so many people we could get in. Davy Richards, Nigel McGuinness, like they were all there. So it was crazy. And oh, Kenny Omega, I walked in. He's in the locker room. It's just, it's crazy because if you watch the shows from 09, 10, and 11, every match, everybody wants. Everyone's having a five star match. Like, I'm just shocked at the athletic ability and. And the only thing that they weren't doing in Ring of Honor that I wish they were doing was storylines and promos. There wasn't a lot of promo time. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of storylines. Prince Nana had a storyline with the embassy, so that was something. But yeah. there was nothing for me to gravitate towards as a story. So that's the one thing I felt like that lacked. But the, but you had a locker room of fifteen to twenty guys that are the best in the world. It, it, you just don't know it at the time. They're they're doing yeah. things that are crazy in the ring, though. Um, and, and so not only did you uh, work with a locker room that had so much talent and future talent, but then you still created your own little promotion. Pro Wrestling Explosion has had some guys that have gone to uh, big-time television, WrestleMania. Uh, that's got to get you excited. Uh, it does. That's probably the best part of being a promoter, in my opinion. Um after Ring of Honor, I went back to college and I got my degree because that was a goal of mine in my life was to go to college. And I went to Temple University. I left Ring of Honor. Shout out Temple. Temple. Cherry and White. Fight, yep. fight, fight. Yep. Class of 2013. That awesome. was me right here. So um, I did that. Um, you know, my, my good friend Andy, he was going to college with me there. So met met him. We went to college together, got our degrees. I'm bored at this point now because I'm out of Ring of Honor. I have a degree. I have a job. What else is there for me? Um, that's when I. That's when I decided. You know what? I've refed. I've managed. Um, I've traveled with these guys. I've I've driven driven the Ring of Honor guys all over the country. I wanted something different. Uh, something in something that I can do. You know. So that's why I started PWE Pro Wrestling Explosion, which is a space themed 
wrestling company involving aliens and space robots and flying space birds and hawks. Just I l- and some incredible wrestling and, talent and too. wrestling talent. Yeah. So even in 2016 in New Jersey at your first show, you have Joe Gacy on the card this Saturday night. He'll be taking on Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. I mean, that's got to be pretty awesome to see stuff like that. It's amazing to watch them go from where they came from their wrestling school all the way up into the WWE. It's I kind of caught Joe in the middle. He trained at CZW probably around when I was training, you know, 2009, 2010. He's still such a young guy. And he's still young. I'm, I'm sure he started out when he was 17 or so, just like Adam Cole did. And, um, yeah, I met him through contacts and kind of caught – Kind of caught my eye. I saw some YouTube matches of him, and I ended up. I I know a couple of his friends, and I got him onto my show, and and yeah. Now you see you see kind of him from the middle, and again, there's been a lot of guys that I that have come through PWE and then elevated on, and I'm not saying that I I didn't find these guys. These guys obviously went to wrestling school and they wrestled for their independent promotion, and they've traveled all around. And then, you know, catching my eye, but to see them go, me to kind of catch them in the middle and then watch them even elevate, it, it's it's awesome to see because it makes you feel good that you're, you know, you're finding the right talent. You know, it's not like the guys that I book end up doing well later and that I love helping. I love at least helping them the best that I can. Yeah, you definitely had Gacy at the infancy of his career, but then yeah. also on the same card, you got an established guy like Sanjay Dutt, you know. Yep, Sanjay Dutt. Uh, guys like Tracy Williams. Uh, you know, Tracy Williams versus Sanjay Dutt was the first main event. I wanted to peg the 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 athletic veteran with, like, the young, you know, you know the younger... Uh, talent. I just I wanted to I wanted to go young and old on that. Not old, but young and veteran is what I wanted to do on that. And they they that was an amazing main event. Those two. And then the next show, of course, I'll bring in somebody like Chris Hero, an established talent, and then elevate the young guys that I have kind of scouted. In the sense of, I'll get a lot of emails. Hey man, I want to wrestle for your company. Here's a highlight reel that I have. I I'll look at that stuff, but that's never. It's hardly ever been what has made me book talent i like to go out and do the work myself i like to go to shows i like to look at at i like to find guys on my own and kind of pick and choose who i feel fit best in pwe rather than just a a random wrestler sending me a bunch of emails i just that's never really worked i'll go out and do the work if you are if you're a good talent you have promo ability you have a good character you have good entrance gear you have not even a following just you get it i will find you you know i mean i will find you and i i'll go contact i'll talk more about some of the guys that came through but yeah why start off in jersey then you do your one year anniversary in philly well jersey was a good way to start because uh you know when you when you have new jersey shows there's not an athletic commission obviously so they have at, there's an athletic commission in Pennsylvania, not in New Jersey. It's a little uh, less expensive to run. Yeah, it's just less of, and less uh, less problems. But, yeah, it's not even sometimes it's not stuff. the money. It's less stuff. Yeah, just it's for the people le- listening. In, involving less people. Involving you don't have to have commissioners so, questioning uh, your show. Why, so is that forth. venue still available in Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, I'm sure it's a it's a 
think it's a VFW hall. Maybe, and... maybe uh, bring the show <laughs> back there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm okay. I've ran plenty of shows in New Jersey, but Philadelphia I kind of like because I love the venue. Philamoka is a good venue. It's a concert venue. It has the lights. It has the sound. It has the aura. It has the punk rock vibe. I love it there. It, it's, great. it's amazing. And and it's right around where we're doing this uh, podcast right now. It's yeah. just up the street. So I love it because it has everything. And the owner there, his name's Eric as well. Um, yeah, it's great. There. Yeah, it's just it's just a. a good guy and a good venue like why, why it has everything you need so i, I think the uh, twerk yeah. was invented there <laughs> yeah I, that's so i'm told but yeah <laughs> I, it's just if if i didn't have philomoka maybe i would going off you know maybe i would go somewhere else if i didn't have philomoka but i feel like it's the perfect venue yeah, let's go through uh, some of the uh, wrestlers that have been through who are now having real good success donovan dijack uh, who's now t-bar i even forgot about that uh donovan dijack wrestled on my second second show ever absolutely yeah he's a big star now with the wwe that he he kind of caught him right in the middle yep and a huge big star in AEW, Chuck Taylor wrestled for you, but he was pretty big around here from the get-go. I was going to say, Chuck Taylor, I think around the Philadelphia area, everyone knew who he was. The Kentucky he, gentleman has always been a hero in yeah. Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's been around for probably a decade before he came in and wrestled for me. He was more of a, more of a guy that I would want to bring in to establish the show. He was more of a star at that point. But but again, I built around that with younger younger stars. Another AEW guy, uh, Beefcake, uh, one half of Bear Country now. When when I first saw him, he uh, he came and introduced himself at one of my shows, and then I went and I liked I liked the guy he was. He was a he was kind of a soft spoken, nice nice guy. He's big guy, big guy, but but um very uh very genuine guy and um easy to work with and then you know i watched his watched his stuff you know whether it was youtube or whatever and i i thought he i thought he had it he wrestled um a few shows for us so yeah he's amazing to watch him move on it's another uh, guy who's getting a lot of uh popularity uh, every day more and more uh wheeler yuda wheeler yuda yes he was um he was a replacement on one of our shows i had not heard of him before but there was a cancellation on one of our one of our events and i actually brought him in this was in going back to 2017 i think and uh yeah he and the look at him now <laughs> it's just yeah there's a couple more look at him now that you still had uh anthony green as a uh um great personality inside and outside the ring anthony green is probably the mo- the most talented overall he's the most talented overall wrestler that I've seen in PWE, there's been there's been Delirious, which is way high up there. There's Tracy Williams, that that is just fantastic. I felt Anthony Green as I was kind of looking for new talent. I was looking for new people to bring in. I just was blown away by his what he was showing me. His promos were excellent. His he had a great handle on his character. He also had a handlebar mustache, <laughs> but his character needed a handlebar mustache. His just his promos were excellent. Yeah, no, the stuff he did in Evolve was awesome. It was it was absolutely amazing. He was it's just just for for such a young guy, he was wrestling at PWE when he was probably 22, 23, yet his footwork was <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, he looked like he was 33. Uh-huh. And his yeah, that chest hair. His footwork 
is like a veteran's footwork. Like he, every single move that he's doing, it's, he makes the he makes a full Nelson look fantastic. Like he makes a hip toss look fantastic. He's probably the best overall. He got it. He. The promo, the character, the he came out with these two girls around both of his arms called the honeys. He had he had he knew who he was, and then he go and then you go in the ring and he elevated even higher. Like overall, he he had it. And he ended up in NXT and um I can see why. He just he has the whole package. I mean, he's not Lex Luger, but he's the total—he's the total package. A guy you brought up earlier, I've always—I was always a big fan of, and um, I, I, Prince Nana. Oh, absolutely. He's just—he was just a friend from Ring of Honor that that we brought in for um a pro just one program. It was a it was really fun to have him actually backstage. Yeah, he's phenomenal. <laughs> I always really got into his, uh, everything he well, always like, did, all his storytelling. Like you mentioned before, you yeah. know, he was innovative for Ring of Honor. When I first started in Ring of Honor, he was he was the first promo that I had seen live at a you know at at a Ring of Honor show. I, when I moved all the way from the West Coast, Prince Nana was in the ring at my very first show. And, uh, yeah, it's just an, you know, an old friend that we, you know, we had traveled together for about three years. And then, um, yeah, once it came down to me having a show, I think it was 2019, he wanted to come aboard. Well, heck yeah, you're awesome. Come on board. This is a friendly environment. This is, you know, I book, I book mostly friends. And as another friend and one of the nicest guys in the wrestling business, um, God rest his soul, Jimmy Rave. You know, worked a couple shows for you. That is correct, and yeah, I don't know much about anything other than, you know, his matches were his matches for me were excellent. He, you and know, a great teacher too. I've I've heard a lot of kids that uh, learned from him, and they've they're they're some of the better wrestlers I've worked with. Yeah, I bet I bet you anything he would have been he would have been a perfect person to ask wrestling advice from you know what i mean especially when he was training at, at czw just just uh wow what a what a world of knowledge see i didn't have that relationship with him because i was just promoting a show and he was wrestling on my show so i didn't get to know him personally yeah i had one had the you know chance one time to take a ring down with him at a acpw event and sure he was a he's a just a ball of knowledge and another guy who's a ball of knowledge that worked for you matt tremont oh yeah <laughs> i forgot about that tremont's tremont this is your life eric yeah i know i'm <laughs> these things these things just fly right by though i'm about um, to bring in a clown with some balloons yep no matt matt tremont just did one show for us it was a it was a main event match against uh bobby dempsey bobby um had had the title at the time and he defended it against Matt Tremont. See Matt Tremont was a was a secret guest. He wasn't promoted. Yeah. He he was the surprise, you know, challenger and then when he came out it was a uh, it was awesome. His music, his music and his entrance is like so epic. Like he's got a Nick Gage style entrance that I just love to watch. It's very It's like the happier version of Nick Gage. It's the happier version <laughs> of Nick Gage, yeah. And it just brings me back to all those e old ECW shows that, you know, you see later you're like, "Wow, these guys are rock stars. Matt Tremont's a rock star coming out. Nick Gage is a rock star." So, yeah, he did it. He did that match for us at um at Ruba Club over here in Northern Liberty is where we're at now. Um one of my current favorite wrestlers Andre Chase, when he was with you, he was Harlem Bravado. Yeah, we probably go back more than anybody than anybody else. He was when when we first went to 
the Ring of Honor Wrestling Academy. He was he was right there next to me. We both signed up at the same time. So now seeing him go from Harlem bravado all these years, and then him, you know, me and him driving back and forth to Chicago, long nights, uh, 16-hour drives, me, him, and his brother, Houston uh, bravado. It's just... Um, yeah, it's amazing to see him transfer to this Andre Chase character that from from Bravado. It's uh, he's doing well. He's always been he's always been energetic and a good a good guy on the mic. So I I I knew he could um he used to cut some promos on me in practice and I was like, "Yeah, this guy's this guy's pretty good." And of course, you've always had some great women's talent on your card sure. too. Uh Jenny Rose, we spoke about mm-hmm. earlier. Another friend, yes. Yeah, local. Um Stella Gray. Absolutely. She wound up uh, working uh, Women of Honor. Mm-hmm. Allie Rex. Yep. Holly Dead is now um, MLW. She's one tough cookie. Yeah, that, the, the, I think she came in for us twice. Man, she can, she can fight. That's uh, Another girl wow. can fight uh, Janai Kai at GCW oh, now. Oh, yeah. Doing some other crazy stuff. I, it, she, okay, so remember we were talking about how it excites me to to see something and i'm like yes that that is perfect for what i do and then to see them elevate after that kind of just makes you feel like you're doing something right you know it just feels like you have purpose janai kai is another one kind of like anthony green where the first freaking match i saw her do i was like yep that's it she's unique there's not a lot of thai kickboxing pro wrestlers out there um she had like like I said, she checkmarked everything. The the entrance song, checkmark, uh wardrobe, checkmark, uh fighting ability in the ring, checkmark, comfortability in the ring, and confidence, checkmark, and unique, checkmark, right? It, it's exactly what Anthony Green had is what just everything is checkmarked off the list. It's yep. like you're you're so jealous that you're they're just too talented, you know. They just exactly, got, they got too much going on. I mean, on. It, the thing is you yeah, you book talent like that and you just know that they're not coming back. You know what I mean? They're going to be offered a contract with somebody else and move upwards. And and that's what you that's what I've known. Like I've known this plenty of times where I'm like this person's not coming back. They're too talented. Well, speaking of not <laughs> coming back, we're going to come back with uh episode 2. Oh yeah. And we're going to preview July 16th, Philly Mocha, the next pro wrestling explosion show. And also, you and I are going to be talking to Tito Santana. All right. Can't wait. Yeah. So give us uh, the Twitter, uh, Instagram. What are they, how can we find out a little bit more about pro wrestling explosion? Uh, you can follow our Twitter is at PWE shows. Um, our Instagram is pro wrestling explosion. And then our Facebook is Pro Wrestling Explosion. But again, it's just me. I say our like it's like like this is some sort of company. Don't take down the fifth wall, okay, bud? <laughs> yep. It's it's going down. I, I, I'm 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 told I have creative control here. So I, I will say it is just me responding and and I'm not always the best at being responsive. But so, uh yeah. July sixteenth is the next show. We're gonna break it down in the next episode, and we're also gonna have with us who will be appearing for you as a meet and greet, Tito Santana, WWE Hall of Famer. Thanks for joining me, and I can't wait to do part two. <laughs>